as a team, as a theme today. We had what was the theme today? So, um, so I was reflecting on this um, uh, not too long ago, this afternoon and late afternoon, a few times. Like, what, what, what is space for you, Pascal? What, what's the ses- sense of space, or um, w- where has it showed up in your practice? I was curious about this. So I was investigating, exploring this, also with thoughts in experience, like in the. In experience during the yoga, during the sitting, I'm curious to notice what, what is this that I call s- space. And uh, also in thoughts, I spent a little time thinking about, uh, you know, with thought process, thinking so, what, what, what does it, what comes to mind, what associations of mind, what imagery, what in your practice has brought uh, space. So I just wanted to touch a little bit on this. I don't know, it might be interesting, who knows, uh, to see how I've, I've seen uh, space being experienced, maybe uh, personally, but also in conversation over the years with uh, uh, practitioners like, like us. Um, and so, to always this invitation to see and I think maybe I'm naming the obvious but you're going to check like how is that true for me how does that uh, do I recognize something in there so there's a, a it seems like uh, in practice uh, it, before I start practice or I started practicing or at times in my life before I actually sit or remember uh, sati uh, mindfulness which sometimes is translated with the word remembering. Remembering what? Remembering present time, maybe? That there's, there's life here now? Or remembering, uh, mindfulness is remembering itself. Oh, I could actually pay attention. Yeah. So, um, when I, before starting practice, or sometimes in my life, there's no space. I'm occupied, uh, under occupation. I, and I use this uh, expression often because it seems like, to me, it, it uh, shows, it talks well about uh, an experience we have when we are under occupation, preoccupied by our thoughts. There's no space. We're entranced, fascinated, and they're taking all the space. They're actually opaque, so much so that I don't know that they're thoughts. I think I'm really having a conversation with this person and telling them something, you know, they're telling me this and it's so opaque, it's not transparent, it's, it appears like, uh, like it's in my face first and it's occupying all the space of my heart and mind. Do you recognize something like this? And so with practice, where does the space come from? It comes from... Uh, it comes from maybe the, the, that there's, with paying attention to reality, getting in, interested in reality through the senses maybe, that there's gaps of storytelling, of fictions. So there's little openings uh, that uh, happen. And so it creates a feeling of space. Oh, I can actually see the light or feel 
the wind. I'm not preoccupied under occupation for a few seconds here. Ah, a little space opens up. But also, as I quiet the mind and learn to pay attention, I start to um, see the reality as it is. That's one of the, I think, descriptions of what the practice is, to see reality as it is. And so I start noticing that my thoughts, they're actually uh, not that opaque, that they appear opaque and heavy, but that actually they actually appear and disappear. And that sometimes they're there and sometimes they're absent. And so it creates a little, uh, the space is more like transparency. Do you see what I mean? So there's a thought, and I might be aware that there's a thought, it's just a thought. I don't get entranced, fascinated, absorbed, uh, caught in the thing. I can see, wow, even emotions, when they used to grip me, maybe now there's a, they happen in a space of consciousness, of mindfulness. So there's like, wow, heavy, heavy. But there's a space of knowing that becomes a little bit more apparent. It's not easy to talk about this stuff, and I'm trying to do it uh, kind of spontaneously here. But you might recognize something in there. So, so, there's a, so there's a space of caring. Maybe there's a space of compassion. Maybe I feel like shit. But it's happening in a field of care. And so... It's not like taking all the space of my, you know, how emotions can be three-dimensional. You know, they, they're in the throat, in the chest, pressing or hollowing the whole thing. And, you know, and, and, uh, but now I'm, there's, a, there's a space, there's an intelligent, sensitive space of, of knowing. And so it's happening in a kind of a field. That's, I'm trying to put in words my experience as I'm sitting here, you know. And so there's uh, more space. It's even uh, the flickering nature of um, the different phenomena uh, starts to reveal itself. So I notice that uh, things are not there all day. If I say like, uh, I was thinking about this all day, maybe it seemed like this in the past, but the more I pay attention the more I see that things flicker. I might be obsessed about something a lot, but, you know, if I see somebody, I don't know, putting their shoes at a weird place, I totally, my obsession will flicker. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? You know, suddenly it will disappear completely because some, something, you know, because a, a lizard, because a, a smell, you know, and boom! And then I'm like, wow, this thing that looked so heavy opaque, serious, always there, permanent, solid, is actually flickering. It's not, it, it was completely disappeared for a few, for half a second. Wow, look at that, you know? And it could be anything, it could be a, something that is obsessing me about the past or the future or a sense of I, like a, this kind of sense that I, I don't know what kind of, I you carry around, you know, but sometimes for me is uh, it's not thoughts. It's more like a you know, like a worthless failure of the universe, you know, 
And so that sense that is uh, that I'm scared of, and that is, you know, that 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 I'm oppressed by. There's many ways that I get space around this. Is I see it disappear for a few seconds when I, I don't know. Today, at some point, I noticed I smell. I don't even know if it did exist. I looked for it. I couldn't see it, but it, there was a slight one-second hit of um, roasted bell pepper. <laughs> like there was this thing that hit me, and then, you know, whatever was occupying my mind was gone for a second. And I saw it. I was like, wow. In that moment, the flickering nature of my little obsession was revealed. I thought it was dense and there and open. Do you follow this? Like solid, permanent. And give it one half second of maybe the smell of bell pepper and it's gone. That's how weak that obsession was. How conditional. Just bringing a little hit of a smell and it will... <laughs> That's very, uh, very, uh, very uh, liberating to discover uh, this Space, so space. One way that I get space, I hope this is not taken as a, as a self-loathing, because that's not what it is. But, um, you know, the kind of um, Pascal, you know, the kind of Pascal I'm, I'm, I seem to be stuck with, the Pascal personality, the social Pascal, the Pascal history, history Pascal, what happened to them, you know, and what future Pascal that could be, etc. All these Pascals. I make it one when I'm superficial. I have superficial attention. I don't know there's so many creations, you know. I take it to be one and be obsessed by it. The more I practice, the more I get a break from Pascal. And it's not from uh, hating. So do you see what I mean? It's just it falls away because there's just tingling. It's just tingling. There's just this kind of stretching or this kind of being held or falling in the earth. There's just this. And wow, this is really spacious. Suddenly it's not Pascal in the pause, in the pose, pose, pose. It's just gravity. Oh my God, I love these breaks. This is spacious. I don't have to tell the story of a Pascal or improve them or, you know, it's just gravity or it's just breath. I love these breaks. Suddenly, like I don't have to worry about them or improve them. Or it's, it's just elements. This is what happens for me in practice. This is how it's described. The unfolding of the practice is that, you know, there's suddenly the, or the elements and sense of tingling, movement, expansion, contractions, you know? And like the lack of space would be what? How am I doing this? How, do I, how am I compared to this other person in front or next door, you know? Do you see this? Suddenly, no more space, occupied by moi, a certain moi. There's a creation and it takes the whole space, moi. And in practice, we can discover how this can fall away, and it's good, it's good. And then, with more practice, with wisdom, we might even have the, be, have the capacity to not pick it up, to say like, oh, 
Next year, I'll just remain expansion, contractions, heaviness or lightness. You know, I want coalesce and be occupied, preoccupied by a certain I, you know. So this is not this is this is as has nothing to do with self hatred and we wish to not exist. That's another uh, that's another event, you know, that needs to be really well taken care of with a great compassion. The desire to not be. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about kind of a freedom from an obsession, from a creation, a fiction that we believe in and invest a lot of uh, thought into. I hope there's something here that can be shared, you know, that can be... Uh, so this is a way that uh, actually touches me a lot to say that. This is very liberating. And then it seems like, I mean, we're talking in terms of decades of practice here, like that I have a f- few more decades of lifetime. I'm happy about this in front of me, maybe. I don't know. But to actually continue to deconstruct these false beliefs or these wrong identities, you know, that I fused with, you know. And so... Uh, but very relieving. And then what I see over the years is the spaciousness shows as the self and the identities become a little bit more fluid and rigid. You know, I'm not stuck with Pascal. I can pick up Pascal and drop it. Sometimes I can't at all. I'm stuck in, how do I look? Am I doing this right? I'm here too, you know, and all kinds of, all kinds of delusional things. But so space around uh, appropriation, identification, obsession around a certain I, you know. And suddenly there's just life, you know. So it could be the elements, it could be the fluidity or the roughness or the smoothness that is there. And it seems like it belongs to nature, I don't have to own it and it's just the breath breathing itself sometimes it's through the senses you know like in this one maybe we but I don't know if we brought this here the, the translation of a, a, a little piece paraphrased translated of so we might be really far from the original here but of a Japanese poem where uh, I don't know if it's lipo maybe you know we're we're uh, we're sitting the mountain and I, until only the mountain remains. So this is the space that can happen. So there's not the I in the middle of the thing, you know, there's just hearing or just seeing of the public domain. You know, hearing is happening. This is a universal experience. I don't have to put the I in the middle of that thing, you know. And there can be just hearing happening, it's natural. Or there can be thinking, or there can be worrying. Ah, of course, worrying. Of course, it happens to human beings. It's of human nature. It's of the public domain. <laughs> you know? Worrying is happening. Fear is happening. So there's a little space. It's not me, I'm fearful. It's, oh, fear is really there, you know? 
dejection. Confusion is there, of course. Confusion. If it's me, I have to solve it and I can feel it. And you, do you see this? But if it's confusion that is there, it's a natural event, confusion or clarity. It's clear now. I want it to keep clear, be clear, you know. Mine, mine, I don't want to lose it, you know. But if this drops the owning, ownership, suddenly it's more spacious. Wow, clarity. Benevolence. I'm so benevolent. <laughs> Always been. Can't help it. So benevolent. That's me. Call me benevolent. <laughs> so no ownership that it gets tight, you know, and, you know. So for space, you know, wow, benevolence, so beautiful. It arises sometimes in nature. Just the recognition of the beauty, the liberating nature of that uh, element, let's call it like this. So how space is created. The space of allowing, allowing things to be uncomfortable, with the Vedana, with this feeling tone, allowing things to be beautiful without the clinging that removes the space. Allowing neutrality to be there. Not occupying neutrality with uh, agitation that it should be otherwise. You know. So some, some little impressions around this, the spaciousness that we we were exploring here. I'm putting wor- some words to it from my perspective, but that's what we were doing all day here with the, the teachers, you know, with the beautiful teachings. Of and in my life, I've seen that many spaces I've opened that I didn't know were there because I was occupied on under occupation. And, you know, I would dream of going back on retreat. I have to go back on retreat to find a little space and suddenly it started to open in many places. Oh, I'm actually closing the door. You know, I can actually be there. This is a little space of retreat. I'm just, can I actually be there as I luck, you know? And this is a space where I don't have to be somebody. I don't have to figure everything out. I can just use that. Oh, washing hands, whatever it is, you know? Crossing the park, you know? Oh, here's a space. I mean, sometimes I can run somewhere, I'm late. But I figure, ah, oh, there's a space of running. You know, there's the space is possible. Because I can run with, oh my God, oh my God. And I can run, you know, it's not going to go faster and freak out, you know. And so the space opens, it's the space of choice. Because when I pay attention, I discover, oh, how's this being going down the stairs? You know, like this, it's not economical. You know, I'm spending a lot more energy than needed to go down the stairs. You know, so if I become aware, then a space opens, a space of choice. I can decide to go down the staircase in a different way. You know, it's a space of consciousness. One um, one uh, practitioner like us, uh, I was talking to uh, 
this uh, person and uh, they were telling me uh, they were telling me that uh, where they live to th- around the Seattle area they were saying uh, uh, that's I think that's last year or a couple of years ago anyway they were saying um, this uh, teacher was coming in town Utegenia Utegenia is a Burmese teacher, maybe some of you have practiced with uh, him. He's uh, quite respected, Don. I know you practiced with uh, Utejania. I haven't, but uh, I know of him, so that's enough, I guess. <laughs> Utejania. <laughs> Come on. So the Sayada was in town, was going to be in town, and somebody asked this uh, person, they knew uh, this person had a little sailboat, or a sailboat. And they said, oh, you have a sailboat. We, uh, we want to offer Utejinia the opportunity to... He's coming a day early, so we thought maybe we would offer him different options of things to do, and he might never have gone on a sailboat, or we, we don't know anyway. We wanted... Would you be willing to anyway? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, Utejinia. So uh, he said. Uh, he said to me. Uh, so Utegenia came, and we spent the day on the boat together. And uh, he said, "I was really, really, really proud and happy t- that I was going to report to uh, Utegenia that after many years of practice, I had finally established a regular practice, and I was practicing. And I thought it was pretty impressive. I think it was like two hours a day, like one hour in the morning, one hour in the evening. That was established. It was quite substantial." It's actually very substantial. It's, I, I don't meet this every day, you know. And uh, and he said, so I was really happy to tell uh, the Sayada, the, the teacher, the venerable teacher. And uh, he said, Utejinia's answer was, uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> and he said it really like, oh, you know, like, and he said, Utejinia said, you're going to have to do this 24 hours a day, you know, <laughs> for it to work, you know. And uh, so he was taken aback. Uh, I'm getting a lot of mileage on that story. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to send some chocolate <laughs> to both. <laughs> um, but uh, and he said, you know, that he reflected on this after, and he said, that was actually a very deep teaching and I'm so happy I heard that although it was discouraging at first you know and he said it really changed something like I discovered that I actually was going to have to pay attention in my life and care about what was happening while it was happening you know and uh, really integrate this uh, this practice and so uh, one of the definition of uh, maybe if I say with insight wisdom uh, discernment, discernment. So one of the f- uh, particular function or definition of uh, of um, discernment, it's one particular aspect. There's many aspects, but one is the capacity to recognize opportunities for practice. And so, in the in the course of practice over the years, what happens is we start to say, "Oh, it's only when I sit with eyes closed," and we say, "Oh, I could open my eyes," or "It's only when I do yoga." Oh. It's actually also maybe I could do it walking. Oh, and then I could do it eyes open. And I could, you know, and suddenly you're like, oh, I could do it on, on my way to work. And, you know, the, how do you call it? The commuting. 
And uh, so, oh, I could do it here. Oh, I could do it in this conversation here. You know, so it it opens. So that's what's going to happen with us if we keep uh, interest in this being awake, being uh, attuned, being curious about reality, how, you know, it took a particular form. It might be the one I wanted or not, but it did take a particular form, which is something special in the story of the universe, you know, that it took exactly that form, you know. So, turning towards that, so recognizing more and more opportunities uh, for practice, and one of the opportunities is uh, speech. And so here we've been in silence, mostly, or you have, and uh, tomorrow, maybe there's going to be a new opportunity for practice. It's going to be a speech. So the encounter with the other, the listening, the, the sharing, you know. And I find personally, and it might be your experience, that speech is... Um, it's, 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 uh, it's not easy. It's not easy for many, um, uh, for many reasons. You know, but one of the reasons that I see that stands out for me these days is that uh, it's very exposing. You know, when I speak, I'm revealing a lot of things. I'm revealing my understanding of the world. I'm revealing my intentions. Sometimes I'm I'm revealing them to myself in action as I'm speaking. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you know. And sometimes I'm unconscious. So, but others. I'm being revealed to others, you know, I'm not being revealed to myself, <laughs> but others can see really well, I'm being totally exposed, you know, and I d- I'm not aware of that, you know, but it's, uh, and so, um, and also as I was saying on the first evening, that's way back then, speech is very powerful, it's kind of a par- in par- on par with nuclear energy, I think, because it can really hide reality for somebody it can create confusion a few words they might even be true the words but the tone or the particular or that detail not being put in it's very subtle you do a little thing and whoops it blurs reality for somebody and blurring reality they can't actually trust themselves anymore they are confused so we're removing the capacity for people to we can do that to read reality well no i'm not angry no Ah, you are. No. (laughs) You know? And so it can divide, it can confuse. Uh, Speech can do that. And and we see it, you know, on a relational basis, personal basis, but we certainly see it also on a big scale uh, level, at the political level or the, you know, how speech can bring together, it can divide. Uh, And it's also very powerful. This week we've tried to use speech to accompany uh, the development of beautiful qualities of mind that uh, will be beneficial for ourselves and for everyone around us. So this, in Buddhism, is very clear. When uh, when we're developing something that is beneficial, it always means beneficial for self and others. You know, and so uh, speech is an area of practice that uh, I think is very rich, and I would like you to—I would like to invite you to either take it on as a as a field of exploration, 
or continue to do, encourage you to really not give up, even though I don't know if it's been your experience, but I've regularly fall flat on my face at least once a day, you know, at least that I'm aware of. <laughs> Probably more than that, but uh, you know, where whoops, it just came out, you know, it's, and et voila, you know. And um, yeah, and how to create space in the experience of dialogue. To me, that's been really interesting. And what's been helpful for me is all the things that we've been bringing in to be aware that uh, there is a body here, to not abandon it when I talk or, um, or return to it, at least, you know, when I'm speaking or listening to be embodied, to know how things are resonating in here, you know, before they come out or as they come in, you know, how they're lending. So the body, the feeling tone, you know, I, I will hear a lot of things disagreeable. Can I allow that to happen in conversation or... So, you know, the, the passages, the passage of mind states. So we're, what, we're, what I would like to suggest is that we do a little exercise tonight in speech. <laughs> to dip a couple of toes in that world in a very organized way. And uh, I'll describe a little bit the exercise. And you'll see if you want to do it or not. And I encourage you to do it. Uh, but after I've explained when we, uh, it'll be done in, uh, in pair with another person. Uh, if, if you don't want to do it, you just have to pretend you're going to the bathroom. <laughs> no one will know. It's totally okay not to, uh, not to do the exercise. And I'm encouraging you. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll pair up those who want, with somebody else, and we'll just be sitting at the right distance, whatever that is, either on chairs or on the, on the ground. And if you, when you find a partner, and I'll make sure everybody has a partner, um, uh, if you find a partner that is on a chair, please go to their uh, level uh, so they don't have to come down to yours. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll do a little thing that you might have done before many times, it's like meditation that you you know it's always new if you have a fresh look look it's an, always a new uh, exploration so uh, by two there's going to be little open sentences so you'll be invited one person at a time to speak uh, on the theme that will be suggested it will be a, a way also to debrief just for a, a few minutes on the retreat you know so i don't know what i appreciated about the week is. And so we'll do it with the bell and one person will express themselves and we'll see what it is to actually practice being embodied uh, and feeling what's the experience of uh, the different mind states or emotions that come by, you know. There might be fear of not being a good listener, of failing the talking exercise, you know. <laughs> And which is, can be totally real. I'm, we're, I'm laughing about it, and we're laughing about it. But I think in a 
in a compassionate, uh, light way, not in a judgmental way. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll be able to feel, pass through, you know, some uh, maybe joy, maybe rejoicing and the other will arise naturally, like, oh, you enjoyed that, you know, and you will see, wow, the body of joy, you know, as it comes as a little like, well, like this, and suddenly the body of like, oh my God, I'm not listening well, you know, I was off for a second, you know, ah, the body of fear or the, the visiting force of fear or judgment or I don't know what. There's going to be life for sure there, you know, as I speak or listen. It'll go from bell to bell and then we'll exchange and the person who was uh, speaking will be listening and it'll be a little two minutes like this and we'll do a few rounds just to see what happens. Do I, do I live, leave the body as I'm speaking or listening? So there's no mistakes, there's only discoveries uh, that will be made like this. And it will be a little bit of a practice for us because tomorrow morning, the breakfast, huh, I think, after breakfast, so there will be like an hour or so, breakfast will be in, in silence inside the dining hall and after it will be a little open. So if you want to connect with people or if it happens, you know, it might be that you'll stay in silence because you choose to or because just you are doing your luggage and things you know but that space will open up a bit and so you'll have touched in uh, speech and talking and listening can that be uh, could we try that a little bit and explore the presence and the absence of space as we are sitting with somebody okay so if you want so that's the moment for the bathroom (laughs) You could also stay and, and just uh, watch the exercise, you know, without participating. You don't have to leave the room. It'll take about 15 minutes, I think. So if you want to participate, just look around and find uh, a partner and uh, move to be uh, uh, in front of them or uh, close by to them. And I'll make sure everybody has a partner. If you don't have a partner and want one, please uh, stand, out, stand up and raise your hand. And ah, encounter. Okay. Is there, everybody has a perfect, so it's working out good. Okay. So, um, so let's do a little bit like uh, yesterday, uh, the exercise uh, that uh, uh, we did with Booker walking around. So just take a moment to take in the other person. So this is a unique version of life. Look at this being there. There's life in there. There's only one, in the whole story of the universe, only one version of this. It's amazing, no? And this amazing a whole story we don't know, but there's a whole story there and things to come. So just noticing this, another human being, and what happens? Sometimes we're scared, of course, of course. Sometimes it's sweet, of course. And now maybe if you want, you could close your eyes if you feel comfortable with doing that. And just, just to feel what's there, what's there alive in the body? Is there life in there? Maybe nothing or maybe uh, something in the chest area. I don't know. And this body, is it still breathing? Can that be experienced? 
just here. Are there hands in this being? What's the experience of hands right now? Is this being still a hearing being? Is there this sensitivity? What's that experience like just now? Now, if you want, you could uh, open the eyes and look at moi (laughs) for a second. I'd like you to raise uh, one of your finger from the right hand up. Maybe this one or another one. Raise it up. And in the E.T.-like manner, (laughs) I'd like you to tap very quickly on the knee of your partner. Ding! Okay. So the first person who tapped... We'll start with the sharing with speaking. (laughs) If you don't know, tap again. Okay? So it should be clear everywhere, in every group. Okay. So now, so it'll be from the bell to the bell until you hear the bell. Again, the space is going to be open for you to share. So one person, only one. The other is not going to utter a sound giving the full space. So it's not your regular social way of uh, talking. You know, it's, it's a particular form we're taking where this one person is given the space to put in words their experience and the other one is just there receiving whatever happens, happens with the eyes, instructions. Your eyes, they can be free to do whatever they want. You know, sometimes when you're sharing you go like, hold on, was it the first day or the second day? You know, and as you're listening, you're like, oh, was it the first day or the second day? It goes like this. Sometimes you're looking at the other person. Sometimes the eyes are closed. You can do what you want. You can have one open, the other close. <laughs> okay? And so it's free around that and see what, how it feels comfortable or whatever, you know, what happens naturally. Let's trust what's going to emerge. Because we're attuned now, we're sensitive. So if we're if we're plugged in just a little bit, will will something will arise? Our silence will be there. It's fine. A little silence together. And um, but mainly it's a communication exercise. So there, there's going to be a, a few words shared for sure. And uh, yeah, let's trust what's going to arise. And you don't have to reveal the whole content of your soul or retreat, you know, a piece that uh, emerges that you think, you know. So it's for you to put in words and the other is there to receive and then we'll exchange. So it'll start with the bell until the bell for the first one person. Questions around this? It's clear? Okay. Yes? Yeah, it's the bell. So when, and yeah, and with my, I'm really good to direct things. You'll see like they will... It will be really directed. (laughs) Yeah? So now I invite you to close your eyes for a moment. Just again to just check in what's alive there. And so the first person on uh, what I appreciated here this week, very candid, you know. Um, So from the bell up to the bell, about two minutes here, one person.
So coming back to silence, yes, just for a moment, closing the eyes if you want, just see if you're returning to the body or if there was some connection with the body as you were listening or sharing. Notice the state of this uh, body, belly, breathing, alive. Often the emotions are felt more distinctly in the chest area, the throat or the face. Check what's the life there in the breathing, the tightness. The body might be a little rigid or, I don't know, excited or numb or tender or joyful or neutral. Let's exchange roles on the same theme here, what I appreciated this week. And so from the bell to the bell, uh, let's see what's going to happen. If you want, closing the eyes again, just if you want, for a few seconds here. And just feeling what's there, what's alive, what's being released in this silence. And if you want, we could do just a little uh, retroactive mindfulness. So review the last sharing. What happened as you were sharing or listening? What were the mind states or impressions that uh, traveled through your body and heart, psyche, a sense of connection or friendliness or uh, self-consciousness? Maybe there were passages like, am I doing well in my sharing or in my listening? You know, Like the self occupying the space or not, you know. 
Just see if you can maybe remember flashes from here, knowing we're here, just revisiting what just happened and feeling the breath now here. Maybe we'll do uh, another little round. So this time the person who just spoke will speak again, okay? The person who just spoke. And this one will be maybe the theme could be, uh, what was uh, challenging here this week for me? And so, what was challenging? So the f- person who just spoke, what, what do you want to share about this? What seems right? What, what emerges here in this space given for you to share? From the bell to the bell.
So closing the eyes a little bit if you want to. And see what's uh, what's alive there now. Can that be known? Can that be okay? That it's like this right now. How does it feel to not have had um, feedback like maybe you we have usually in a social interaction? Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, so there was maybe not as much echo as uh, often there is from the other. Can that be okay? That we don't t- totally know, or maybe we know how it landed in the other. Can that be okay for tonight that it took this form? the quality of the heart, mind, or inner space right now? Is it friendly in there right now? Or could it be? uh, Maybe you could thank your partner for for their willingness to do this exercise. And... uh, and maybe uh, come back to your uh, little space here. And now that's dissipated, you know, that encounter, wow, was really in existence and like, whoa. It's dissipated and maybe there are echoes uh, in oneself. Uh, can that be okay? Maybe the, maybe there's a, I don't know, maybe it was, uh, it felt good, it was a beautiful little moment, it's passed, or maybe it's like, oh, it, uh, you know, it's the door opened for, for the conditionings to come in, like self-evaluation and wish, you know, whatever. There might be things at play that you'll see beautiful things or troubling things. Ah, they're still there. You know, God, even after all these five days of doing all this stuff, (laughs) it's still right there. Oh, la, la. You know, so tenderness. Also, this is very, it's dynamic like life. So, So the way I understand these conversations to be is that they're not final, you know. That after, I might say, oh, I said that like this, but actually it's more like that, you know? And it's probably because I said it that I'm able to uh, clarify a little bit what's true, you know? So it's not final. You didn't reveal any absolute truth here, you know? They're relative truths, you know? Um, Anything that stood out that you want to share, not about the other, but about (laughs) about your experience? (laughs) Anything that, uh, yeah, do you want to name or question? Yeah? It seems like um, we're an extremely diverse group, and yet there's commonalities in our experiences. Mm-hmm. 
And that's helpful for me to know. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Could everyone uh, hear the comment here? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Okay. So it it seems like we are a very diverse group, but uh, what was I'm paraphrasing here was what was touching was the communality in our experiences. There's something that we have in common here. That's how it appeared to you. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Do you want to share a little something? My heart is raising fast as I try to speak. Um, I was actually going to say notice something between the bells, especially when right like the second before it was my turn, it was I already had questions around what is it going to be, how am I going to respond? So just catching myself in that moment yeah. was helpful and disturbing. <laughs> there's a particular uh, joy that I think of as the vipassana joy it's like you reporting with a lot of joy that you saw something disturbing <laughs> you know you're like oh I saw it I saw it I saw how my mind does that you know this is liberating you're like wow okay it was disturbing but I prefer to be aware of it than not aware of it you know yeah great thank you thank you Anything else? That, that seems to be quite helpful, I found, in, in a way to uh, share that information. Um, I, I felt like it, was, uh, it would have been worth doing that for, for, and on other occasions. And, and there's a reason, obviously, that you set up the retreat the way you have, where we don't talk to each other. We're like the handmaid's tale. Um, but, but I guess <laughs> I guess I'm wondering why we haven't uh, done that why is it that you don't want everyone talking to each other yeah 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 yeah. so why uh, why we designed it like this because silence can be extremely powerful to reveal uh, a lot of stuff in our minds so there's different ways you know you know inquiry with somebody else extremely powerful but we think that a few days of silence is very unusual and extremely rich in discoveries that can be made but of course it could have been designed in an, in another way and some retreats are designed with a lot of inquiry actually some spiritual traditions i think here in the area in california the ridwan school or diamond approach will do a lot of these that will be the main kind of uh, um, field of exploration will be the inquiry like this so it is you, so you touched on something very powerful yeah so but we decided to explore it in a different way mm. great all right, so thank you for uh, uh, trying this out. And, um, and so it's... Um, and, and now we're doing this weird thing of going back to silence, <laughs> you know? And how, how can that be, you know? And notice in you if there's like, oh, silence, you know? Or if there's like, oh, no, it's too late now, Pandora's box is open, you know? <laughs> it really wants to <laughs> babble. And to really honor that form. So until tomorrow morning, right after breakfast, as you come out of the hall, of the, din the, the dining or breakfast hall, as you come out of the... You, if you want, you can share with, um, with uh, people have exchanges. 
And so um, a few rules, a few guidelines maybe, and you'll consider if they're good or not. And so somebody said today, was it you, Booker? You like this two, two ears. There's a reason why there's two ears and one mouth. So that could be something good to remember, you know, to, to uh, bring as much listening as we, uh, we bring in the, the sharing. And um, also be careful with advice giving. So what we tend to do in the groups you've noticed maybe, or tonight, was to share from the I space, you know. This is what I noticed for me. This is how it was for me. So be careful and say, oh yeah, on retreat, you know. Or uh, what you need to do is, you know. So it's really, it sucks. <laughs> Sometimes advice giving. So, you know, it's just... You know, it's a beautiful advice. Maybe you can uh, just practice with letting it pass by your mind, you know. Arise and let it pass by, you know. Just as an exercise, you know. And just listen. What was your experience? Bring curiosity. How was it for you? Wow, this is how it was, you know. Not that advice giving is always wrong, but sometimes that can be a pattern we have, you know. And sometimes some of us more than others, you know. And uh, we're not aware of it. And so it could be a good thing to uh, be careful with this. Because when we come out of retreat, we're sensitive. And we actually did our exploration. You know? So we did the work. You know? So we, that's, that's good enough. You know? could, that, could that work? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we still have some precious hours of... Uh, you know, paying attention, discovering life. And so tonight there's a, maybe we'll take a little, uh, what could we do? Could take a little 10, 10, 15 minutes to enjoy the, uh, the evening. Maybe it's the fresh air, if it's there. And the stars, if it's there. And then at the quarter to nine, we'll come back here and do a short sitting for the uh, end of the evening in silence, honoring the silence, very precious gift we're giving to each other. And it's a very fragile thing, the silence, you know. One person breaks it with the, the container with somebody and the whole thing starts leaking and also it induces uh, distrust in people. That's what it does. You see two people talking, you're like, oh, we're not, you know, like, oh, so we don't, can't count on each other and what else is going on, that, you know? We're that fragile, you know, so we're in silence until after breakfast tomorrow morning. Thank you for honoring this. Thanks. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.